Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show where no one is safe from getting roasted, whether you're Beyonce or Mr. Potato Head. My name is Christy. And my name is Illumide. And this is the Big Empty Purse Podcast. I love balls. You love balls. Balls are great. Balls are great. Sorry, I keep saying adult toys as if I'm not a fucking adult. Sex toys. Wow, I have no joy in my life. So, Illumide, what have you been up to since the last episode? Christy, my life is in shambles. <laughs> I actually mean shambles. As in, swing low, sweet chariot, come forth and carry me home. I am, my life is in shambles. It's shattered. It's all over the place. You know that song we were roasting Beyonce about Break My Soul last week? My employers are careening dangerously close to actually breaking my soul. So now I actually have to listen to that song and sing it with the meaning Beyonce intended. I am forced to. I relate to the spirit in which it was written. Your soul is laying in pieces on 495. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Also, oh, I didn't even think about this. You know that, oh, sorry, I'm about to bum you out. I didn't think about it until this very moment. The mass shooting that happened on July mm. 4th. I was like, yeah. I, I was talking to someone about this and they were like, imagine having a good time trying to celebrate the country that you feel patriotic about and somebody just comes and offs you. And what I said to the person, I was like, the country that you are feeling patriotic about has refused to make any significant progress on gun control. In fact, the part of the country that is moving crazy wants to keep the guns. Or at least, I'm not saying don't keep guns, but like they have refused to even do the bare minimum of actually having psychiatric evaluations review who do want to possess guns and having to actually monitor the licensing to have those guns. Mm -hmm. And they say they're doing all of that in the name of preserving the rights that is afforded them in the constitution of the country that you are patriotic about. Any holiday that truly and ironically, but not really so ironically, encompasses both sides of the same problem, it is July 4th. Yeah. You can make it so much harder for catastrophes like this to happen. Mm -hmm. If you work in the legislature and you listen to my, the sound of my voice and you have any power, please fucking push the agenda of gun control. We need gun control. No, that, that bummed me out on July 4th. That's pretty much it. Oh, no, I'm still going to complain about fucking traffic because let me explain something <laughs> to you. Traffic <laughs> remains a raggedy bitch. I will say, though, I think there has been a slight reduction in the gas prices. Yeah, we went, we were out of town this weekend and gas where we were, we got some for like four fifty nine. We were yeah. like, oh my God, wow, what a deal. And then we took a second, we were like, oh God, we were so excited to find gas for four fifty nine. For I hate everything. Yes. <laughs> like, we were genuinely excited. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All that being said, Christy, how have you been since the last episode? Going through it, getting to the phase of going through it where I'm just like angry and cranky and not getting things done that need to be done. Like before I was stressed and I was like, there are so many things that need to be done. I have to do them all. Now I'm like, there are so many things to be done and I can't do them all. So fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Even my dog is going through it. No. We took him to the vet. Vet says he's too fat. He needs more exercise. <laughs> He's got it. We got to cut back his food. I was like, no one is safe. Nobody. Not the vet being fat phobic. <laughs> We've just been staring at him. We're like, he doesn't look that bad. We're like grabbing him. Like, he doesn't look that bad. Like, who are we trying to make feel better here? But So what yeah. does that look like? Like you cut down his feeding, walk him for longer times? Mm -hmm. Yep. Basically. Wow. Buy a treadmill. A treadmill, maybe, <laughs> honestly. Because we got spoiled while he was a puppy because he had so much energy, you could just like toss him out in some open space and he would wear himself out. But now he's like all of us. So now we have to like put him on a rope and tag, like drag him around the town <laughs> so he's not fat. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, that sucks. 
I hate that for so, all of us. So that's where things are at. <laughs> but <laughs> it could be worse. It could be worse. Uh, I did have a good 4th of July weekend. I went to the beach. So that was great. Went up to Rehoboth Beach in Delaware, which was fun. More white trash than I remembered. But I guess I was more white trash in high school, so maybe oh, it just uh, didn't stand out Screaming. <laughs> they had Old Bay vodka at the liquor store there. Stop it. What in the Maryland? Like, Does it actually... Is it just the, the brand makes vodka too, or is it flavored? It's flavored. It's Old Bay flavored vodka. Okay. Now I'm upset. <laughs> Where are we going with this, Old Bay? <laughs> Why? If there was ever a need for someone to stay in their lane, like, stay in your lane, Old Bay. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we had a little bit of a drizzle on, we were, our big beach day was Sunday, and there was a little bit of a drizzle on Sunday morning, which would have been a problem if we had actually done what we planned and gotten to the beach at 9.30. That was a plan made sober on Saturday afternoon. That was never going to happen. <laughs> Nobody should be arriving to the beach on a strict timer. <laughs> it was really a lot later than we, like, we said 9.30 and we were like, uh, a gay 9.30, so. So, Like 10.30. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't get there till noon. That was not a gay 9.30. A pride gay. A pride gay. <laughs> Gold star gay. <laughs> I also consumed a content this hey. week. I consumed Doctor Strange's The Book of Ashanti. The Torah of Ashanti. How'd you like it? Please, I would like to hear your opinion on this. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I have been not watching the Marvel movies for a while. So I don't know if it's this one or in general they're going downhill, but this was my least favorite Marvel movie I've seen in a while. Yeah. It was just meh. It's garbage. You can say that. It was not it was not it was not good. It was not good. The visuals are fun. Gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> <laughs> nice gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> it just it wasn't it wasn't it. Even my husband like knew almost nothing about it other than it was a Doctor Strange movie and he read the actual subtitle which is not the Book of Ashanti, it's the Multiverse of Madness and he reads this and he goes, "Oh, another multiverse movie? Really?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know how, let's, okay, there's certain waves in filmmaking. This is a soapbox moment, bear with me. <laughs> like, if you just chronicle the history of movie making, whenever we get the kind of technology to be able to depict a complex concept in film, in film, you'll notice that then all the people who have that idea about this theory just start pushing them out. In the late 90s, we had movies that had to do with something like alternate realities. Q, The Matrix. Da, 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 those types of movies and then around the same time we had movies that found a way to depict i don't want to say mental illness but like different states of mind yeah so if you think of movies like memento or the, the movie about addiction what was it called their requiem uh, for a dream yeah movies like that but if you notice like around that time a lot of movies like that came out and then in 2009 or so we had another wave where movies like inception where you could stack a world within a world within a world all those movies came out now currently the movies that are coming out are multiverse. Mm -hmm. And the part that irritates me is if a movie's gonna do it, you have to do it the way A24 did everything everywhere all at once. If you are gonna do a worse job than that, have several fucking seats. It's even more impressive to me now how well everything everywhere all at once did the multiverse because yes. looking at it now, it is kind of a played out concept in film right now. And it really was in, in the book of Ashanti. Like, Yes. But, but Everything Everywhere All at Once was mo one of the most original movies I've seen in so long. Back on my soapbox. So if you're not the first one to get the concept out, the scoring chart changes for you because somebody's done it first. Mm -hmm. You have to do it better, clearly. Imagine right. having several movies do it before you and the story was so well built that the concept could intertwine with the story. It was also, let me just complain about it even more. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I recognize it's a privilege to be able to complain about this in movies because it's a lot better than like zero representation at all. But a lot of it seemed like weird virtue signaling and trying to appeal to a lot of different audiences at once. Yep. Like the, the main new character they introduced 
is named America, despite he, being from a different like dimension. Is right. <laughs> named America and is wearing like an American flag jacket the whole time, but also like a little pride flag pin. And they were like, "You can be gay and also America." <laughs> it's like, can we like? Uh, it's like you're trying so hard. The the main character is also what I assume to be Latino. If I'm wrong, somebody drag me. It's fine. And mm-hmm. then they made this Latino femme presenting person who is wearing an america jacket being called america with the pride pin on it her lesbian mothers only show up for less than one second in the whole movie and when you say virtual signaling to what end to what fucking Mm. end it wasn't like usually the marvel movies are at least pretty funny it wasn't even that funny jokes didn't land and because there were just so many jokes like none of it ever felt serious enough to be exciting it was was bad it was bad the the pace of the movie i also had a problem with you know this bullshit where writers who are lazy are going to say something like we're going to write a character to be a villain but Mm -hmm. the gag is are they really the villain they have a good moral reason to be the way they are you can make a villain a villain without justifying their morality Mm -hmm. the motivations of the villain as long as you declare what it is it's fine it could be the villain is just greedy and doesn't care the villain could be a psychopath but now they're like, well, you know, the, the villain has a backstory. And then the character yeah. is not even interesting enough for that to carry. I know. I know. It was like the flimsiest reason. It was like, oh, she's a mother. Mothers will do anything for their kids. And that was as far as they thought. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole fucking movie, every step of it was just... Marvel, listen to me, you raggedy bitch. <laughs> if we stop believing that your movies can even get to the entertaining stage, the next time you release a movie, fewer people will show up to see it. Yeah. So in the long run... This bullshit where you're pumping out movies that are not well thought out is going to hurt your brand. Are we going to play a game today? Are we going to play a game today? We are going to play a game today. Today we've got trivia and it is trivia about toys. So trivia question number one is a fact and then a trivia question. And we are going to drag out this bitch from last episode, (laughs) Mr. Potato Head. Yes. (laughs) If he thought we were done with him, he's wrong. No, we're going to skin him, mash him, boil him, (laughs) stuff him, bake him. (laughs) Okay, so here's a fact. When Mr. Potato Head was first invented, you had to supply your own potato. I'm so confused right now. So the trivia question is, how long did it take for the company to start making plastic potatoes? Stop it. Christy, 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 (laughs) my my brain is just on fire right now. You mean the toy wasn't even a toy. The toy was you literally brought them a potato and they handed it back to you. And that was the toy. No, you have a potato at home and Uh you buy like little stuff to stick in the potato to make a face on it. And you needed a company. I'm so confused. Yep. yep. This is the biggest scam. So the company made the thing that you stuck in the potato and you just... Yeah, it was like a pair of plastic lips and like a pair of plastic eyes on a little spike so you can stick it in a potato. That was the toy? That was the toy. Christy, it's even worse than I imagined. (laughs) The potato lobbies. Probably. This is America. America is not a real fucking place. I can imagine right now that somebody was like, we have a shit ton of potatoes to sell. How do we sell it? Oh, probably. It probably is. If I want to sell you potatoes and then I sell you plastic spikes so you can stick in the potatoes. If I told you that I was going to sell you the potato with the plastic spikes, would you come to me and buy the potato? (laughs) No. But if I tell you, you go buy the potato and you come to me and I supply you the plastic. Because they could have sold the potatoes with the fucking spikes. It was a marketing ploy. Yep. And they don't last. So any anytime you want to play with it, you have to keep buying new potatoes. Do you see what I'm fucking saying? <laughs> well. The industry that markets potatoes has done some bullshit here. <laughs> and it, it has worked. It has. We still have to try and answer the question, which is how long did it take for the company <laughs> to start making plastic <laughs> potatoes? To go I got so upset I didn't even want to bother answering the question. How long did it take? Plastic oh. became popular in the 60s? 70s? So. 
70s, maybe 70s, 60s, 70s? If I had to guess, I would say, mm, 1980, I'm gonna go with 1980, 1980, 1980. I'm gonna guess I give them so little credit, honestly. <laughs> this whole thing is a scam. Question number two. After Barbie, what was the second most popular doll of the 1950s and 60s? Annabelle. <laughs> Not Annabelle. Like American Girl dolls, I think, didn't come out till later. Cabbage Patch Kids was what, like the 80s? You said after Barbie, right? Yeah, Barbie was the most popular. G.I. Joe? No. Uh, wait, after the war, Does right? Does that count as a doll? Yeah, 50s and 60s was post-war. Yeah, I think that was after the war, after the Second World War. I would, okay, you know what? If it's not Chucky, it's some G.I. Joe nonsense. Because I feel like in America, that would probably be the thing that people would market. If that if that counts as a Does doll. That, if that counts as a doll. I feel like it should. Very curious to know what the answer is. Okay, well, I'll, I'll pick your second answer so that we can... G.I. Joe and Chucky. All right, after Barbie, what was the second most popular doll of the 50s and 60s? The answer is Chatty Cathy. All right, who the fuck is Chatty Cathy? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, hence the phrase. I didn't know the phrase was based on a fucking doll. Maybe the doll was based on a phrase, but I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. No, I didn't know that was a doll. Chatty Cathy, introduced by Mattel in 1959, could say 11 phrases. Oh, I didn't know that the same company that made Barbie would have made the second most popular doll. I was thinking in terms of like a completely different doll altogether, as opposed to like, oh. you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. I don't think, I also don't think Mattel made the G.I. Joes. Did they not? Hasbro. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Chatty Cathy, I suppose, is more child-friendly than actually Barbie because of the the big breasts. I guess. I don't know what Chatty Cathy looks like. Oh, it's just a little girl with the red hair curls. Oh, yeah. Look at her. She mm. looks very wholesome. <laughs> very Exactly. Very wholesome. Question number three. Tickle Me Elmo created a frenzy during Christmas of what year? Did you ever watch Sesame Street as a kid? I did. I it did wasn't not. like my fave. Yeah. Oh, you didn't? I did not. I, I didn't know. even know it was a thing until I moved to this country. You mean there are cartoons that have just mascots because they were all mascots. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the concept. Did you watch a lot of like US children's shows when you were growing up? Some, not you? all. Mm. I watched a lot of British shows mm. growing up. Yeah. Barney though, is that American? I think that is American. Yeah. Yeah, that is American. It is, yeah. I do not know what year that the Tickle Me Elmo called. You know what? Let me just go out on the limb and just say 1992. You said 92. That's probably a good guess. I'm gonna go with- I'm assuming it's probably later though. You think later? It might be. No, maybe it is later. Now I'm rethinking it. Okay, I'll go 94. I'll stick with 92 and see what we see. Answer is 1996. Ah, you're closer to the answer. Yay. The real benefit of SpongeBob is that it's one of those shows that somehow there's a screenshot or a GIF for like every situation from right. SpongeBob. Like how? Like really weird things. It's like, why Why was this in SpongeBob? The few episodes I have seen of SpongeBob, it's actually very clever. So you probably already guessed it, but the topic we'll be discussing today is toys. We know them. We love them. But why do children need toys? That's a very good question. <laughs> I will say it's to foster the intellectual or brain development of children. Yeah. Like when I think of like baby toys, recently learned a little more from having like nephews and nieces. And it's interesting to see at what ages they start introducing different things. Certain brain function throughout growing as a person develops over time, which is why certain toys are labeled at certain ages. It's there for their development. And it's and it's there for fun too. So it's like, where's the... A toy has to be fun and a toy has to exercise some mental capacity intentionally. Right. It's funny how many toys are and it's especially funny now that I'm thinking about it, but so many toys are just miniature like cartoonized versions of real things that adults do <laughs> like 
little cooking Cuts, sets or yeah. little like cash registers or like and now that uh, these were not we had those toy like dial like cord phones when right. i was a kid but now all my nephews and nieces have like toy iphones and like toy iwatches these are things that the kid would eventually need to figure out how to do getting them a toy version of it early just means that they'll be so much better at it later i think i think my nephew got this uh toy toilet no <laughs> <laughs> oh I think I think like a, a friend like handed it down to him because he was over at their house and he was so fascinated by it because you could lift and close the lid and you could like flush it. And my sister was not planning on potty training him just yet. He was a little young, but she was like, wow, he's showing so much interest in this toilet toy. It's one of his favorite toys. Why don't we try it? So she bought him an actual like children's potty. He doesn't like the children's potty and he no longer likes the toilet toy. He yes. will not interact with either of them. You have ruined it for him. <laughs> Yeah, it is very funny to see a child will play with a set of blocks and they're like, whoa, he's going to be an engineer. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> can y'all chill? Or the, the, the kid bounces the ball one time. He's going to be an athlete. Yeah. No, my dear. No. Yeah, I guess a lot of toys are to build physical skills, too. I didn't even balls think about are, that. Balls are. I was about to talk about that. I love balls. Yeah, go. But you love balls. <laughs> balls are great. Balls are great. They are <laughs> spherical objects that have very elastic properties. I mean, I said that as an entendre, but also... Really, though, having a sphere as a shape is quite satisfying. It is. It, Did you ever encounter the skip it? Oh, what's that? It was basically just, it's like a little weight on a on a stick with like a ring, and you put the ring around your ankle and like spin it, sort of like a hula hoop, but it goes around your ankle, but you have to like skip over it. Anytime the little stick goes by and the little, the thing on the end has a counter to see how mm. many times you've skipped it. Oh, really? There was a counter? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. I remember as a kid, my parents got me a fucking jump rope one time and I was like, excuse me. A jump I remember I was so young too about it. And I was like, excuse me. Even then I knew it wasn't a goddamn toy. <laughs> a jump rope. Yeah, like you said, it has to be fun or it doesn't serve its purpose of like getting the kid to actually like learn or grow in that way. Right. Like, that's when I knew as a child that I didn't love physical exertion. <laughs> yes, that's exactly when I was like, wow, this thing can't click. What are the most memorable toys that you had in childhood? I had a yo-yo. I thought the yo-yo was the coolest thing because my dad is sick with the yo-yo. Mm. I don't know why he had that skill in his life. I used to, I, my dad would get me a yo-yo and obviously I was horrible at it, but like I used to enjoy watching him throw the yo-yo. Mm. I had, what else did I have as a kid? Of course I had the abacus. I just said that. <laughs> the abacus. I had not the, a toy. the speak and spell. <laughs> the speak and spell. Right. When I tell you that without understanding what they were doing, my parents tried to be intentional about like developing my mind with kind of toy they bought me as a kid mm -hmm. and it didn't work because i'm still a fucking idiot <laughs> yes it none of it worked miniature cars mm. i think i might have had one or two of those like and i don't mean like i know people will get toy cars that look like ferraris or they look like hummers no i got the mm. one that looks like the 1960s mini cooper some of the toys that like we couldn't afford so they were so wild it was like great when you found a friend because you said like the little the little cars which were really fun you know some kids had like the drive-in cars where you could actually like sit in it and like it was like a motorized I car one of those though i think wayfair has a few of them and i want to buy it <laughs> when trixie mattel showed up with like a full drag in a barbie jeep yeah. i was like go off sis go all the way off because i would do the exact same thing right now if i had less shame speaking of have you and or if the listeners haven't seen it they need to know have you seen the videos of trixie mattel baking things in the easy bake oven yes i'm like ma'am do not put that in your mouth please <laughs> those videos are so good okay i've gone so far off topic toys in my childhood i had a bunch of barbies so many barbies just like buckets and buckets of barbie <laughs> things I, the most memorable Barbie thing I know I got was the Barbie airplane. Mm. 
that was great. You could like fold down the whole side of the airplane and there was like a little, like the tray you push down the aisle of the airplane with all the snacks and drinks in it. <laughs> Are you serious? There were all the little seatbelts. Yeah. She could get in like the pilot. Co- like it was great. The Barbie airplane. But mostly it was just like once you accumulate enough Barbies, you don't even play with like the set anymore. You just have so many Barbie things that you just like mix and match at random oh, yeah. and tell your own Barbie stories. I don't think Mattel <laughs> was um, unintentional about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of good toys like that have, you can just like expand on them so much like some toys are really cool and then they get old very quickly right like we had a legos too i had a ton of legos as a child i forgot about legos legos i love those Legos were so fun legos also outside of getting a kid a ball a legos is the next thing best toy i can get for your kids just thank me later they're fun they're colorful you can they have like sets where you can build a specific thing or you can just like have blocks and build whatever you want and kids are so imaginative like there's some things i've tried to like sit and do as an adult that i did as a kid and like sitting with like a bucket of completely random legos as an adult is like daunting it's like what do i do with like right. i could i could make things but like and as a kid it was just like i never felt started. that it was like i could just do anything that came into my mind you know what other bullshit my parents were on sorry hold your thought <laughs> they got me puzzles i think this one was just my dad really liked puzzles <laughs> I guess when you have kids, it buys you like a small window of opening to participate in those things again. Hmm. Yeah. Putting together a puzzle as a kid was a fun activity and I didn't mind doing it for so long because I wanted to get to the end goal. If you put a puzzle in front of my face now, I don't care what kind of puzzle it is. We are going to fight. We're going to fight because as an adult, that's just anxiety. That's so funny. I find puzzles relaxing as an adult. Oh. I think I like having something that's like a specific objective. Mm. It's like very clear set of instructions and end goal. I also had, I had an American Girl doll. Those were a whole thing. Did you ever encounter those? I don't know if they're... What do they look I, like? They must have stayed big because they're on, I see them all over TikTok now. Yeah, so the American Girl dolls were funny because they all had very specific backstories of like when in American history they were from. Are you serious? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was very specific and it was like, like I saw a TikTok the other day. It was like what what the American Girl doll you had says about you Oh no. as a person. That's right. I had Josefina. So, you know, listeners read me for whatever that's worth. She grew up in New Mexico in the 1820s. They were all really specific. Not the diversity toy sets. I love this i think they were all meant to be like united states of america right right so there wouldn't be like a, an asian girl in this doll set that's a good question i wonder i wonder now because we touched on this actually i don't think it was purposeful but it's interesting looking back i mean most dolls are white yes i actually saw so i had the american girl doll i had was was hispanic she was from josefina i, I don't let me not google her entire backstory but she <laughs> there weren't very many i know there was addy who was black but I think, I mean, the vast majority of the American Girl dolls were white. And we talked last time about Barbie. Like, there are specific other, like, Barbie dolls that have other names, like Ken and, like, I think Teresa is the teenage Barbie. But Barbie's black friend was named Christy, as it happened. Spelled the same way as my name. So I had a bunch of Christy dolls because it was so cool to go in and see the doll had my name. So it's like, I don't know that there's anything to make of it. It's just interesting looking back that I had a lot of dolls that didn't look like me, even though I look like what they make most dolls. Like, I'm white with blonde hair and blue eyes like what you have just <laughs> said encompasses the very empirical truth that racism is learned mm-hmm. because yeah. your fascination with this doll or these dolls especially with the one that's called christy had nothing to do with race it was just a doll that happened to share your name and that doll happened mm-hmm. to be black but you didn't care that the doll was black 
Yep. It's the same thing with like band-aids, you know, you can't get a band-aid my skin color. Yeah. I guess actually now you can, now you can. Shout out to whoever is making them now. But like, imagine for oh, the really? longest time That's as nice. a child, I didn't think that the reason that band-aid didn't fit my skin tone is because of racism. Mm. I just thought that's the color they make band-aids in. I did not know that it was made to match the skin tone of white people. Yeah. But back yeah. to the topic of dolls, right? Yeah, the fact that all dolls are white in the U.S. Mm -hmm. You know that twiny Barbie doll hair that is <laughs> remarkably flammable? <laughs> Do you know how I know this? Is because I have set Barbie hair on fire in my life. On accident. My sister was with our Barbies and all her dolls, very fascinated with being able to cut their hair. And oh. so all our, so many of our Barbies ended up looking like, uh, well, I don't know if you watched this show. Did you watch Rugrats? <laughs> ah, Cynthia doll. Yeah, with the, with the hair sticking straight out and the patches missing. Oh, that's an excellent TV show, by the way, Rugrats. It is. Oh, yeah, we had one. We had a, it was Barbie branded, but it was literally just a head, like a, like a human sized head and you could style the hair and then you could pull more hair out of the top of the doll. <laughs> Like if you, it was meant so like you can cut it and then if you want it to be long again, you could like pull more out. It was wild. <laughs> that is a brilliant toy. That is a it brilliant toy. Because that is a major flaw with the Mattel dolls. Once you cut the hair once, that's the end. <laughs> that's the end. <laughs> you need wigs. You need Barbie wigs. <laughs> they started making them. You know how I know that? Because Trixie talked about this too. They had the Barbies really? that you could just literally snap like a Lego. You snap the <laughs> scalp right off and you slap another wig in there. <laughs> yes. Shout out to Mattel. I mean, toys are how kids learn about the world. So if you're not careful, they can learn a lot of the shitty things about the world. We mentioned race can go into play with toys. You mentioned guns. There are a lot of toy guns. Uh, I don't like that. There are so many I don't guns. like that. A gun is not a fucking toy. Do not buy. If you're listening to me and you have kids, do not buy them guns. I don't care if your little boys watch. And I'm sorry, let me just assume the gender of, gender of kids. That boy is not watching Westerns thinking, you know, like, shoot him up. Which, by the way, I also have an issue with Westerns for that reason. Mm. It depicts the kind of... And I'm not one of those parents who's like, oh, your kids must not watch violent things. No, that's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying it depicts the worst way, the way that white people throughout centuries have reacted in terms of like, if things don't go their way, their first line of defense is violence. All these Westerns mm. depict this. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm making sense. So... Yeah. Kids, I think, without sufficient context, certainly, like, if a kid is watching a Western and says, oh, daddy, buy me a gun, you have a fucking problem on your hands already. Mm -hmm. You have a fucking problem on your hands. Anyway, yeah. moving on very swiftly. Yeah. If there's one thing that, like, some of them are unintentional, but one thing that toys seem, like, purpose-built to do is reinforce gender roles, like, from a very, very, very young age. <sighs> this one annoys me, too. It's bizarre how, like, obsessed with gender roles toys can be. Like, there are specific girl toys and boy toys, and parents will, like, not buy their kids one that's the opposite gender and like kids will make fun of each other for playing with toys that are not that don't match their gender and like it's gender roles are ridiculous in general but especially as a kid or you're still forming your view of the world gender is like such a complicated thing toys should not be gendered period period mm -hmm. no matter how you slice it ge like gender itself is a social construct and it's not like for educational purposes where i don't know you build a doll that has menstruation periods and then you want your child to learn that which by the way at that point just get them a fucking book <clears throat> that's funny yeah. because no but like do you see my point yeah the, the kinds of things that you want them to know about gender which is a social construct that is dependent on their physical form them learning about the things that they would have to learn about their bodies you're not even doing it through the gender toys which would be the only fucking benefit right down to even colors like color like we color code kids why why do we do that like you know i from what i understand right 
It used to be flipped in the 1930s. Pink used to be yeah. for boys because it was a warmer color and blue for girls because it was a cooler color, which even then was still hinged on gender stereotypes. And somehow, from what I understand, one of the uh, the patches from Nazi Germany was for either homosexual men, and the patch just happened to be pink because pink is for boys. And after that, it switched. Nobody wanted pink to be associated with homosexuality with their boys, so they had to put blue on boys and pink on girls. Mm-hmm. And that whole thing is just fucked in any way you can think of. Yeah, I was sitting at the airport a few weeks ago and overhearing this older woman complaining because her daughter was pregnant and had decided not to find out the sex of the baby before it was born. And this woman was so upset. She was like, I can't shop for anything for the baby because I don't know what gender it's going to be. She was like, I can't buy it any clothes. I can't buy it any decorations. I was like, why? Yeah. Why can't you? What's happening? They're they're holding so tightly to it. What are you struggling with? God forbid you buy it something blue and it... (laughs) comes out with with female sex organs and then oh god you've ruined its life like what yeah i don't understand (laughs) anyway if my story about how pink became like a terrible thing for boys is incorrect i know one of our listeners will let me know but that's what i've understood i'm probably very off the mark it just sounds like a good anecdotal story i've heard that too though yeah the whole gender specific thing in terms of toys it's stupid on two levels right it's kind of like marketing fragrance fragrances is marketing a scent a scent Mm -hmm. and they gender it how can you gender a scent how you, it's it's a very stupid concept. Now, if you switch it with toys and you say, that's a girl's toy, make it make sense. It's a fucking toy. Yep. I can't, I can't make it make sense. I can't. You can't, you can't, like, even if you market it as a gendered thing, like, it, it's, it just isn't. It can't be. Whoever plays with it, plays with it. It's just like the stereotypes of it's like, oh, well, if we're preparing them for, like, getting them experience with things they'll do later in life, like, the boy doesn't need to learn how to cook or how That's to take care point. of a baby. But, like, this little girl definitely does. Like, When does a toy stop being a toy? Hmm. So what do you mean, when does it stop? If you enjoyed something as a toy, at what point are you over it? That's a good question. That is sort of a mystery to me. It is very interesting to see kids will be like obsessed with a toy, absolutely <laughs> obsessed. And sometimes it will just go away so quickly, like as quickly as it came on. And other times kids will latch onto a toy and that's their thing for like, I still have a this stuffed cat that I was given when I was like one year old. Mm-hmm. That oh, was wow. my, that has always been one of my favorite toys. Like I still have it like up in my closet. So I see it, but like I slept with it every night my entire childhood. I never got tired of that toy. Wow. Yeah. That is wild to me. I don't have the same experience. Hmm. There's not a single toy for my childhood that I A kept or B gave a <laughs> shit about that much to have it survive. Yeah. When does a toy stop being a toy? I mean, like at young ages, I think like something that is going to capture a baby's attention and imagination is not complex enough once they get a little bit older. But then when does it stop being a toy? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. When it, like the iPhone, for instance, right? I just I told you I got the iPhone for the first time this year. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a fun thing to play with. And then I got it. I was like, oh, this is not a toy. Mm. And what it is really, if I really want to get on my fucking soapbox, it is a necessary evil. Mm. It helps you function as a person in the 21st century. If you get a Rubik's Cube and you figure out how to solve it, I imagine that as soon as you figure out the patterns and the numbers and the way it makes sense, all the times that you play that Rubik's Cube after you've known exactly how to beat the thing, will not be as satisfying. And the only reason yeah. people continue to do it when they get to that point is because it's a party trick to impress those of us who are not able to do it. I don't think it's fun yeah. for a person. Yeah, that's what it is for. So that's what I'm saying. When you reach that point with a toy, it stops being a toy. It starts being yeah. a party trick. As we get older and we do learn more about the world and how it actually does function, I think our imaginations get limited. So I think there's some toys that like require a lot of imagination to be fun. 
Right. That once you hit a certain age, just like, like the Legos, like I was saying, like, if I sit in front of a box of Legos, I think like, what's the thing I could make? Oh, I could make a building. What would I need for a building? I would need X, Y, and Z. Like, how tall should I make it? Like, is that building colored? Like, if I were a kid, I would just start grabbing things and like, Sticking it if off, I want to make yeah. a building, I make a building. If I want to just start putting things together and see what it turns into, like, great. If I start making something and it looks like something else, I'll change course. Like, right. I just don't, don't have that, like mental freedom. freedom anymore yeah the possibilities were endless as a kid mm -hmm. but now you just know too much about the world that you know that there are very definite probabilities for certain things and it's much lower than others so you already just by your bias you don't yeah so yeah i don't know i don't know i think also which is why again those things will never be toys because if you are an adult trying to exercise those muscles again and try to figure out how to be open-minded creative that kind of thing and you force yourself to play with those toys so you can get there then that thing is not a toy yeah then it's not That's a toy true. anyway do you see my point yeah, yeah so toys for adults adults with children's toys how do we feel about toys mixed feelings mixed feelings oh, really? yeah i mean i really liked the approach you took to it earlier it's like you know there's there's a stigma around it but like if you want if you want a toy and it will serve the turp like the purpose of a toy for you and make you happy and bring you joy well why not the flip side is that the adults i know who are like very into toys are sort of odd <laughs> oh oh i get it i don't know if that's a causation or a correlation. I don't think it's either. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably childhood trauma because that's what everything is. That's what everything is responsible for in all of our lives. I mean, I have some toys. Like, there's an element of, like, whimsy to it that's just nice. Right. Like, I have stuffed animals still, and I, I just think they're cute, and they make me smile. I have some, like, toys on my desk. Like, I have, like, a rubber duck and a, like, platypus just because they're funny and they make me smile. I have some, like, you talked about, like, s spheres being very satisfying. There are a lot of toys that are, like, s somehow, like, there's just something inherently satisfying about them. And especially, like, as an ADHD thing, like, I sometimes really crave, like, tactile toys oh i see i see yeah it's so, like there's this thing i was like i had to get over a moment of shame but my nephew he was probably one and a half or two at the time had this thing called a poppet which is just like a little molded like soft plastic thing with a bunch of half sphere like bubbles in it like it almost looks like bubble wrap but it's it's plastic and you can pop the little sphere from one side to the other and it makes a little noise and it just makes a satisfying like thunk and you like push it into onto the other side and, it and you flip it over and like push them all into the other side i love, I love the poppet oh, i play wow. with it all the time wow i have no joy in my life yeah. Zero joy in my fucking life. <laughs> I think not, like, things serve several purposes for me. I mean, whatever it is, like, I can see certain things as toys, even though they're not toys. So my mm. car, the car that I have, the car that belongs to me, I feel like, yes, it moves me around, it gets me where I need to go. But it's actually just a big toy, mm. a big toy that I ride in. Yeah, no, it seems like, like, for kids, there's the fun element and, like, the learning development. And I think as adults, I feel like what we miss more is the fun. Yeah. I feel like that's, more like, when we look for toys as adults, it's more for, like, the fun value of it. But the thing is, this is, again, y'all thought you were going to escape my childhood trauma on this episode. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I, because of my poverty mentality, cannot justify spending money to buy a toy because I have been conditioned to see toys as frivolous mm, as in yeah. if you have money to spend it should not be for a toy use that money right. to do wise things and i always have to bargain with myself if i want to get something as a toy i cannot buy it unless i'm able to prove that it has a very practical application mm, i don't yeah. just i can't just go buy a toy and say oh it's a toy i love it i'm like what exact practical application will this thing serve <laughs> the barbie jeep is an electric car too i'm about to buy a barbie jeep or ride myself to work on 95 because i know people are going to listen to this episode expecting that we're going to touch on sex toys sex toys how do we feel about them i mean same thing <laughs> looking for fun <laughs> looking for satisfaction <laughs> no matter how you slice it the toy is doing what it's doing because it's a toy 
That's why we have adult toys. Yeah, we could do a whole episode on sex toys. <laughs> like- no, we really could. Sorry, I keep saying adult toys as if I'm not a fucking adult. Sex toys. So that concludes our episode on toys. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Big Empty Purse. Tweet us, message us, let us know what topics you'd like to hear us covered in the future. Next week, we'll be talking about sex toys. Until then, good luck. Good luck.